Okay, everyone, thanks for tuning in to everyone's favorite convention-related podcast, Con Job. In this week's episode, we have probably my favorite guest we'll ever have on this show. No offense to anyone who's been on the show prior or in the future, but this one will be um, probably my favorite. Um, It's my wife, Megan Withy. She's going to be on, um, and they're going to do a little bit of a back and forth here between her and Alexa talking about uh, retail and how traditional retail can play into the convention world. So without further ado, let's bring on Meg. Hello. How are you? Why don't you give everybody since, Hi everybody. since you don't have to tell everybody what it is you do because I talk about it quite often. Let's uh, give a little bit of background on your on your retail history. Um, well, I started working in retail when I was 16 years old and I worked in it in various different um, locations for six years and um, had various jobs in the industry. And I think it really uh, did a lot with what we do today, working in the Comic-Con industry. And Alexa, you want to uh, chime in on your, on your background? Yeah, I mean, I'm old, so I have a whole lot of, uh, whole lot of different retail background. Um, I, I've literally done everything from you know, being a, a sales associate in a clothing store to being a store manager. I've uh, you know, been a corporate merchandiser. I was actually a regional merchandiser regional merchandising director. Um, it was the most ridiculous title. They actually called me a mom. <laughs> um, merchandising. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was the merchandising operations manager. Um, but I, I designed, um, I designed, you know, um, merchandising programs. <clears throat> I, you know, I've done, I've done a little bit of everything, you know, in, uh, in retail. So uh, for me, it's, uh, it, I don't know. I've just kind of lived it. And so where, yeah, I think we both did different, like totally different things in retail. There's so many different aspects of it, and we both, you know, have had so much experience with it. And Meg, where where did yours where did your retail experience like where what areas? Because I know there's been a couple, right? Well, I started out, you know, when I was 16, working as a cashier in Target, and then that moved on to working in clothing in South, stores South Florida, like American right? Eagle. Right. Yes. Um, American Eagle, and then I worked at BB, and then I would get promoted to like being assistant manager, and I did some visual merchandising. When I got older, I ended up moving to New York, and I uh, got a job as a personal assistant to this really, really crazy boutique in Soho, and that was like the biggest eye opener I've ever had in my life. It was, um, you know, you're selling like it was clothes imported from France. And they, so they would sell like $20,000 mink coats. And I was, I had no idea what I was doing there. It was like the craziest job, but um, some of these salespeople there were just like so inspiring the way that they approached their business and they did very, they're very successful in that. So after that, I actually ended up doing some, um, I got promoted. I was a buyer and I did some accessory and shoe buying and um, then I started my own business and it took off into what we do now. Excellent. I, yeah, I, I think the business is doing pretty well based on the amount of shipping that we have to do. <laughs> well, this business actually started out, um, this business actually started out when I was 
um, 19, like in between retail jobs, I was, it was really big into um, like the whole eBay thing was really huge back then. So everyone was trying to get in on eBay and trying to sell stuff on eBay. So back then, you know, in clothing stores, they had like stores like Abercrombie and American Eagle and they had like those, and guess, (laughs) you know, those types of stores. They didn't really have like unique one of a kind type looking things. So what got popular on eBay was, you know, making these one of a kind pieces of clothing and selling them on eBay. So I was like, I can do that. So I taught myself how to sew and I wasn't very good, but I taught myself and I started selling clothing on, on there. And it did pretty well until um, stores like forever 21 and some of those like and more inexpensive clothing stores started really taking off. And then that just kind of like killed that business. Yeah. Fast fashion has killed like a whole lot of boutique stuff. A lot of stuff. like yeah. yeah. Yes. And Alexa, where was your background? What area? Mostly in Missouri? Um, well, sort of. Um, you know, I started out uh, my, my little retail career in Kentucky. Um, worked at a little bitty department store. And then uh, Dillard's recruited me, and then I left Dillard's, and I moved on to Spencer Gifts, and Spencer Gifts pulled me from Kentucky to Missouri, and it's funny because from there, I, I literally, when I, when I was setting up stores, I, I traveled the entire country, and I even went to Canada. So, you know, I've got a whole, oh, whole cool. lot of, you know, a whole lot of travel with, uh, with what I've done. It's so weird because for, God... 15 years i've done nothing but travel for my jobs <laughs> and this year i'm like hmm this is boring yeah right <laughs> um, yeah it's so weird yeah, right yeah i know i didn't i didn't think that i would um uh, i actually didn't think i'd miss it like going from city to city every weekend but like about a month ago i was like okay like i just miss cities and being on a plane and being in an airport you know? i just miss going that's that's the thing i just miss going mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right, and Spencer Gifts. That's the um, that's the that's, that's uh, the whoopee cushion and vibrator store. Yes, <laughs> that wasn't where I was going. That wasn't where I was going. It was uh, it's where you met uh, Randy Orton. That's all. That's God, it I'm is where I met Randy Orton. Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, that's a side. <laughs> but yes, yeah, Meg doesn't too. know who that is. <laughs> and I don't know if Alexa, if you were like, I worked in different types of stores. So the types of stores I worked on, it was mostly commission and we had to keep like client books and it was very um you know driven by like reaching out to people making phone calls like to try to get them in the store and stuff like that and, i don't know you know it's at uh at dillard's it was like that you know you you had yes, like right. you were very driven because you had a sales per hour that you had to make you know, you had to, Yes. you had to, you know, you had to keep that up and you had good customers that would come in. And at the time I worked in either Tommy Hilfiger or Polo. And it was when those two, those two brands were super hot. You know, you had people that would come in and drop oh, yeah. a thousand bucks, no problem, you know, on five pairs of khakis and four sweaters. Oh yeah. I remember we would get a, we would get a bonus every time we had a thousand dollar sale at BB. <laughs> Oh, BB. It was like a celebration <laughs> in the store. Oh my gosh. I kind of miss that store. They kind of had some good stuff. It's, it, it, every girl that I knew had the uh, the black t-shirt with the, uh, you know, the, oh, the uh-huh. Shirt. That was the shirt in like the early 2000s. It really was. That was 
Uh, <laughs> I've seen a few of those pictures your mom has. <laughs> so, um, man, that was so sought after. But, I yeah. mean, I know, I know, uh, we've talked about it here on the show between us, meaning our business and then Alexa, how, how she kind of started in cons. But like when we first start, like we, we meet people from time to time where they're kind of just starting out and they're always like, you know, how do you get to your, you, you know, what lessons are you learning um, to get your booth, you know, for, for displays, like obviously our booth from when we first started to where it is today, um, ha- has changed significantly. <laughs> big, yeah, big difference. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> what is it like, what, what can you both recommend to people who are either just starting out or just looking to, you know, just get any advice to make things better in terms of how, th- how your booth looks? Mm, do you want me to handle this one first or do you want to? <laughs> You go for it first. All right. So I, I will have a completely different different take on it because for me, when I'm merchandising, I have to know who my customer is, which is something that we're going to talk, you know, talk a, a, a little bit about later on. But I, I have to take into account who my customer is. My customer is a, you know, is a toy collector. And they deal in high-end toys. Like if I'm dealing in high-end toys, you know, I I have to merchandise my booth completely different than I would if I'm, you know, if I'm like a, you know, let's say I just, I'm selling, uh, you know, pops. There's going to be a different, you know, there's going to be a different thought process there because I'm going to want every single thing faced. And like my, my high dollar items at eye level for you know for the uh for the high dollar toys versus with the pops i'm probably going to want like the new special like maybe not the high dollar ones but the like the ones that i know i can move a ton of volume in yeah so my my booth setup takes takes a lot into consideration but sorry go ahead Yours, no, yours does. And we sell two different types of products. Like yours is glassware, mine is art. And they're, it's very different in the way you have to set both of those up kind of. Um, but no, so when we started doing Comic-Con, like I had never been to a comic convention. So I had no idea what to expect. Um, a friend of us told us we should do it. And we're like, we, we were free that weekend. So we were like, okay. So, you know, I brought some art prints and I didn't really, I didn't have a setup at all. I, I just got there and I figured that they had displays for you. I had no idea that we had to make our own. So it was kind of just like us and a table and a bunch of art prints. Um, but we ended up miraculously doing really well. Um, so through the years, we've kind of gotten better and better. And like with the setup and obviously like, one time Ryan built us this elaborate setup with like a background and it was really cool. But we realized once we started flying to shows that, you know, you can't pack a bunch of plywood in your suitcase. So we've had to like change our setup and display over, over the years based on, you know, it's funny that you say that because I came across, I was at uh, Cape Con. Um, We had Ken on from Cape Con, you know, earlier this year. Right. And okay. there was this, uh, there was this couple and, um, I can't remember who the artist was, but one of them was the artist and they did like toilet art and it was like all star Wars stuff. 
Yes, and it was some I've of the. Seen that. Oh, I've seen that. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. It's really cool. But their their display <laughs> was literally like a bona fide wall. Like they brought in two by fours. Yeah. They had like plywood. They had this crazy setup. Yeah. And I asked the guy. I was like, "Why don't you just? Why don't you just buy a, you know, just a regular like, uh, just a backdrop?" And he's like we yeah. have like the whole yeah the I said, you know you could get like you could actually digitize this and and do it you know differently and he's like uh it's just easier like this and i was like dude that's not easier you spent like six hours building that wall <laughs> yeah he probably just does local shows no i know and ours kind of ours kind of was like that like it was ryan built this huge wall and then we had these huge uh 16 by 20 frames pieces that, that was our background yeah on the wall and it was so pretty yeah it was, it was in the front of the table back then we didn't and it was really pretty because you got to see like it gave in in some ways it was better because people could see how you frame the artwork so once people kind of see how they can do it themselves then it gives them inspiration and it you know makes you want to buy the product more because you were like oh i can do this with it but um you know, we can't, we can't fly with 16 by 20 frames now. So I was like really bummed about that. So I was like, okay, what can add visual interest to my booth? That's, um, that's different at the time. I hadn't seen anyone do it and, um, that I could pack in a suitcase. So I was like, Oh, sparkly tablecloth. <laughs> so that's where the, um, the sequin tablecloth came from. Um, but let me tell you the sequin tablecloth. Like if you've seen, if you've ever been to a convention, you've seen the pink sequin tablecloth. Like, you'll know my booth. That's, you know, kind of what we're known for now. But it also can be, like, a guy deterrent. <laughs> so, like, any, like, manly guy walking by is, like, blinded by the pink sequins. And they just kind of, like, run away. They, they don't come up to your booth. So, it, it's a good thing. And it, and it can be a bad thing, too. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, but you're, I mean, but let's be honest. Your customer is typically female. I'd say like 85%. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's. Which is probably my fault because everything I do is based on like what I would want to buy myself. So that's kind of how my whole sales approach is. I'm like, you know, I love buying stuff. I love shopping. That's weird. No. No. I know. That's weird. (laughs) No, I'm really bad. Like, (laughs) yeah, you guys know. You guys know. But let me tell everyone else how really bad. She acts like like you haven't already told them. (laughs) Clearly, she hasn't listened to the best. Like, just imagine how bad it is. It's that times 100. So, (laughs) Uh. but I, I just love retail, which also makes me you know, pretty decent in my job because I do what I love to do myself. So my, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite part is when she says, when we retire, we can move to France. And I go, when we retire, I'll be working until I'm 90. <laughs> Just to support the spending habits. I mean, you know, <laughs> no, you, you also know me though. When I have an idea, I make it happen. That's what scares so. me sometimes as well, but I digress. She wants to move to France. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> So, um, you know, for me, you know, like for my booth, um, my booth has been through so many iterations. If you saw the first pictures of my yeah. booth, you'd be like, what? That was your booth? Like the, the sh- yeah, <laughs> like the shelves that I have right now, they're, you know, I didn't have grid. I, I didn't have grid when I first started out. I, we actually sold these cute little, um, like they were like mini messenger bags. 
Um, and that we used, yeah, they were, they oh, were cool. super cute. I'm actually getting ready to post some online. Ha ha. Sh- shameless plug. Um, I like that. <laughs> but uh, no, seriously, I, you know, we sold those and we had these PVC pipe setups that hung them up. And then we had like these little, like little baby tiered stair steps for the, the glasses. And then we like, we kind of transitioned into, oh, people don't want to walk into the booth. So I started doing like, you know, the glassware on the corner and, you know, then I had like stuff behind me, like on shelves and like, it's finally progressed into the behemoth that it is today. And, you know, you guys have seen it. Some people. And I love your display you know, now. The, yeah. well, the, the, the current one that I use at shows is, you know, it's grid wall and shelving and sometimes I've got lights and it's, it's great. And now I've, you know, for me, I had to take a step back and take a look at it and say, what am I going to do to take the, you know, take it to the next level? And some of you have seen it. Yeah. You, know, you, you guys yeah. have seen it. Yeah. Well, your, your display that you've had for the last at least a year the one it was really good but the one you have now it's like i'm so excited for my, you to display that my in 2021 because it's like unlike any other any my other only view. hang up with her, her old uh display setup was uh when i had to cover for her, is getting, <laughs> getting in and out of it <laughs> so, <laughs> so i mean we and let's let's yeah it's lots of well, let, let's there. let's use that as kind of a transition then because you know booth layout yeah, um, you know my next question. Well done. That's, hey, you know, and, and Ryan, you know, you you've you've helped cover for my for my booth, and those of you that know me, you've you know, you've probably asked me, how do you get into your booth? That's always <laughs> the question that people ask. And when when I was doing merchandising and when I was you know doing planograms for stores, one of the things that I always made sure to do was utilize every single square inch I could. And if I, you know, if I'm looking at my, um, you know, if I'm looking at my booth, if I make myself a door or like a way to get in, I have to eliminate at least one grid and two foot of, of shelf space somewhere, or I have to eliminate two grid. So I break it down and and I say, how, how much can I put in here? Like how, how many hundreds or thousands of dollars worth of product can I put here? Is this going to, you know, if right. I, even if I only sell $200 per show for each of those, those areas that I've got to eliminate, that's 400 bucks that I'm eliminating per show. When I do 30 shows a year, that's a lot of money. So no, I crawl I underneath my table. And that's why, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it's it. So ridiculous. I've done it. I actually know. I've say. done it. I've, I've, we've both done it. I've yeah, it. I've done it. Uh, that's why our setup is very different when we drive to a show versus when we fly to a show. And like a lot of times, if we do have like MegaCon and um, Fan Expo Dallas are two of our best shows, just because the demographic is more like you know it's a very like female oriented. There's some a lot of more like female oriented like celebrities that are there usually a lot of Disney celebrities so for those shows sometimes we'll drive because we we do what you do we utilize like every inch of space but when you fly it's almost like you have to try to fill in the space because there's only so much you can bring so it's very different 
But I love driving to shows because I'll like I like you. I'll bring well, now, everything. <laughs> talk to me because now I'm taking Ryan's role. Talk to me about <laughs> like when we were yes. when we did this, that show in, in West Palm. Um, oh my gosh, help me with the name. Oh my gosh, how did I forget it? Palm, oh no, it wasn't PalmCon. It was uh, UltraCon. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Um. So when we did UltraCon, yeah. you know we we sat we sat upstairs and like redid some of the layout for some of your, uh, yeah, some of your prints. So talk about, talk about the thought process behind, like even how you laid your prints out for that show. Okay. So you're talking about like, we have the back, Mm -hmm. like the photo backdrop, um, like, which is pretty standard for artists at, at conventions. So you like line up your artwork in the backdrop and, um, that's kind of like your background for your booth. So I've tried to do like the most, I guess, eye-catching stuff, like the most colorful things at the top. So when you're far away, you can see those from far away because when the Comic-Cons are really crowded, sometimes you can't see above someone's head, like you can't see below someone's head. So um, I tried to do that up top. And then I tried to do the really like popular ones kind of in the middle um, so that people could easily see those when they're at the booth. And then at the very bottom, I did like some of the more obscure characters, some of the like more quirky type of things um, there. So I guess, and we all did that together, the three of us. So we kind of like, um, you know, put together a collage of that. Yeah, because before before that, our backdrop was just three um, of the big, um, what are they called? Big banners, right? Banners. So they're like, uh, the banners. what, three foot by... Which I loved those. I love those banners because from really far away, if you're at like C2E2 and it's there's 100,000 people there, 70,000 people, however many are at C2E2, um, and you have a huge like three by eight foot banner, you're going to see that from, you know, halfway across the room. But you're not going to see an 11 by 14 print from halfway right. across the room, you know? Right. So that's why we keep at least one banner now. But what do you, you can't have right. both. What are you going to do? <laughs> And see with mine. Yeah, we only have one now. Like like you you use that banner height, you know, and the the image there to to draw people in. And for me, I just make this giant like almost like drawing you in black hole feeling. You know, I Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So you have to go see to it and there's lights in it and you know, things are just like there. So in everything, I don't know if you guys have, have like actually thought about it, but the way that my booth is set up, it's set up as a funnel. Like, and yeah. you also, it's set up no, so that you that. have to look at everything. If you stop at the booth and you catch one thing that you like, you're going to look at everything. That's true. That's like what they tell you in merchandising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to move your eye like around. It's kind of like a painting. You want to move, have your eye travel around, around the painting, just like you would. Right. A booth. So that's. I was gonna say Which, that brings um, to the next question. Was I was gonna say is how how does your guys' retail background relate to conventions? Like merchandising, why or like both? Let's start with <laughs> merchandising <laughs> first, and then we'll go into sales. Well, one thing I learned in in sales is in our merchandising is that you want everything to look full but neat. 
So I think that's what you were talking about a lot, Alexa, too. Um, you want it to look like filled in. You want to use all those exactly, spaces, but you don't want to see oh, that, a mess. That makes sense for when I see a spot on the table and I just throw a print there and you're like, no, it looks like you just threw it on the table. <laughs> and you want it to look all nice and neat. Yeah, yeah you know how picky I well, yeah, and, You know, how you know I, I see there, there's something to be said about a nice organized booth. Um, you know, you, you get this booth that is a, you know, it's a, it's kind of a, a, a modge podge of everything and it's thrown together and, you know, they've got like, you know, some good stuff, but it's mostly like, you know, Joe Blow took, uh, <laughs> took, you, took know. you know, six tables and opened up a bunch of, uh, you know, a, a bunch of comic boxes and, um, Oh, like comic boxes and uh, totes with toys. And it looks like a flea market. Like I, I hate, I like, I'm okay with it at local shows, (laughs) like where, you know, it's a smaller crowd and it's just not like, it's not that high volume. Yeah. But when I'm at a show like C2E2 and I walk by a booth that looks like a, um, you know, it looks like a, yeah, I just I thrown together. I don't know. It's like, would you rather shop right. at Walmart or would you rather shop at Target? <laughs> yeah, that's given the prices uh, of the or organization in your booth is a huge deal in cleanliness and just like how you how you present it. Because if I if I walk by that booth that looks like a yard sale or a flea market, I'm automatically going to think that that booth everything is cheap. Yeah. No, that's actually um, or that it's just not yet. And, and another thing too is when you're saying they're just throwing it together, like we were mentioning that uh some of the booths we go see it, there's there's plenty of times where I'm walking around and I'll see like a print or something that I like, but they they just have their booth kind of thrown out there and it's hard to kind of look at everything. So I just get tired and I go, ah, I'm not gonna look at it anymore. You know, versus being able to Well, and I was uh I was reading an article recently, like maybe not recently, maybe a year ago. And it was talking about how like retail's dying and why the internet's Mm -hmm. doing so much better than like brick and mortar, like retail um, industry, the retail industry. And um, it was saying how people don't want that thrown together thing anymore. They want either online or they want a whole experience. Like you walk, like, I don't know if you've been to restoration hardware, but you walk into, it's, you know, the most beautiful (coughs) store and they were saying you walk in you get the whole experience they have a beautiful restaurant they have gorgeous lighting they have like places you could sit down and relax and even if you don't buy something in that store right then you'll remember it and you'll order it online because you had that whole and experience I hate and you know it's but it's funny you say that because <laughs> like we, we, i'm gonna go back to my my new booth setup that's exactly what i'm going for is like that an experience because yeah, it is. Like I feel like that's how you've got to capture your customers. And you know, if you're a toy vendor, if you're, you know, if you're a, you know, a t-shirt vendor, it's hard to, you know, to give them an experience, but there's also a way to, you know, to to pull those people from, you know, walking around. You know, there's a there's a way to, you know, to get them to engage with your booth. And it's of course, like, and use every little thing you can, like, I mean, even like with me and Ryan, you know, I, you know, I, me, I like to wear some crazy, <laughs> crazy clothes 
and <laughs> I'm and luckily conventions because I can't wear them to my kids' baseball games, but I'm like at least I can wear them to a convention. But I'm like that's part of our whole thing is, you know, it's the every little bit you can to draw people in or be different or be unique. And, and use I mean, that. you know, with with you, like you're you're petite, you're attractive, you like you're fashionable. Thank you. So for you, that like okay, seriously though, you look crazy. You have a high end look whenever you, whenever you present yourself at shows, and that also helps tell the entire story of who you who you are and who your booth is. And that's, I mean, that's yeah. You want to be a little more professional, right? Now, if I'm selling level. Um, you know, if, if let's see, um, you, you dress for your customer. Like that's, that's kind of where you're at. You know, for me, I don't, sure. I don't have a, uh, you know, I don't have a, a towel over my shoulder all the time. I usually do have a towel over my shoulder though. Um, which is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> like a bartender. Exactly. I am a geeky bartender. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's true. Actually. Exactly. Yeah, no, it totally depends on what you're selling. Like, you know, the seat, like a lot of the steampunk booths, like they'll dress in their clothes that yeah. goes with their booth. I love it. I love You know, it. Jennifer that we had on, um, you know, that does varieties. festivals down in Florida. Right. She, yeah. you know, she has that look. Yeah. Because it, you know, it, it, it's what her customer wants. You know, it's what her customer, you know, is, is really looking for. Right. And our, and our outfits have, have yeah. evolved as we've done this too. I mean, I remember, you know, the first year, first year, year and a half, we were just wearing kind of Disney shirts, you know, or stuff, you know, just jeans and a Disney shirt to try to. Yeah. Cause like I said, we had never even right. been to a convention. So we didn't really know. Yeah. It was culture <laughs> shock that first year. I think Megacon was like our second show or second or third show. We get there and everybody's cosplayed and we're like, Whoa, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> Yeah, and then when we get to San Diego, it's like, oh my god! (laughs) Yeah, San Diego Comic Con was like our seventh show, sixth or seventh show we ever did. And it was like San Diego Comic Con, and I didn't even have I didn't even have a banner or a displayer. It was so bad. We didn't even know we taped our (laughs) the back of this other girl's girl's booth, and she got mad at us. Uh, I guess we could uh, we (laughs) once we get towards like the. uh, the the end of this part of the episode um i i feel like we should do a like do's and don'ts if you're a beginner because that's uh that, that's definitely a thing well i was actually yeah. gonna i was gonna i have that as one of the questions do you want to do that on this one or do you want to do it um oh, we'll do it part, part two. two i think there's gonna be enough uh oh, yeah, yeah. Ryan, you had asked about, um... about how like our sales background you know kind of ties into to conventions and uh, I don't know. I don't know about Meg, but I, I get frustrated a lot when I'm at conventions. But at the same time, I don't. Um, I get frustrated because I see some very lackluster customer service. You know, you've got you got people that uh, you know they'll just sit outside their booth and they won't say anything to anybody. Um, you know, they just let them shop and wait for them to come up. Yeah, got their head down and they're drawn or something or. They're on their phone. Either that, either that, or they'll like 
or it's either that or they'll like harass them to buy stuff and you're yeah like, that both oh, of I, I, so I hate it whenever i feel like you know the uh the lady that wants to sell me hand lotion at the mall like oh let me touch your hands let me massage your hands come here come here come here oh, like i hate yeah. those people well if you hate that oh, then gosh. i would advise you to stay away yeah. from any tur- okay turkey good good to know because that's all oh my gosh yeah oh they literally chase you it's like you want to look at something until it's like everybody harassing well i don't want to look anymore i'm out i don't want it (laughs) it's the only time of my life i haven't liked shopping (laughs) yeah you know it has to be bad you know (laughs) i mean but there is there is a fine line with that right i mean what is it what do you what would both of you consider the fine line between you know, being inviting and being well, a look, with there, there's a, there's an etiquette to being a freaking vendor. And I, I complain about this all the time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you don't. Yeah. We had an episode on it. Yeah. You, you know, don't, you don't, you don't, you don't hawk. You, you, you know, you don't, you don't act like you're at the mall or at a state fair and like try and get people to come to your booth. Like that's, that's not what you do. You let your product speak yeah. for itself, but like for me, yeah, yeah. If you have to do that, Exa- exactly. As well, um, you know, it all it all starts at how your you know how your booth is set up. But we can get back into that later. Um, you know, the thing that's like the the off limits for me. I I've been doing sales long enough that I can tell if somebody doesn't want to chat with me. I can tell if somebody you know is literally just killing time, but. Always like the one thing that I always yeah, do is I always say hi to somebody and I pay attention to what they're wearing because what they're wearing at a Comic Con tells you a giant story about what they might like. And, you know, I, I make mention of like, oh yeah, you know, I've got these Zelda glasses over here. You should check them out if you're a big Zelda fan. And it opens a door to be able to either talk to them more or they can slam that door shut. And that tells me that, you know, right. that they don't want to talk anymore. I, I do a, you know, I do a lot of gauging. And you, you're right. You can get that first, yeah. you know, hey, how you doing? And if it's just kind of high and they put their head down, whereas some people are more inviting with their comebacks or you talk about their shirt or something there, they'll engage versus just, okay, yep. thanks. Yep. You know, and you just kind of leave them alone. But yeah, Meg always makes it a point. Go well, ahead. and I learned... I learned when I was really young, when I was like probably 19 years old working in sales, that there are some salespeople that just want to sell you something. And there are some salespeople that genuinely want to help you. And I learned that way back then that I do not want to be one of those people that's just like, oh, yeah, it looks great on you. And then you walk away and they're like, oh, that was hideous. You know, <laughs> it, it just rubs me it's always like rubs me the wrong way and I can pick out those salespeople when I'm in a clothing store like no other and um that's what it it goes down to genuinely sell something that you would want to buy and a quality product that you would want yourself and then you won't need you know something that I've always like I've always prided myself on is like I'm absolutely insanely honest with my customers probably to a fault But like if somebody, you know, if somebody's like, if they ask me a question about something, I tell them, yeah, I've got six of those. I don't say, oh yeah, it's my last one. No, I've got six of those. Like, right. 
Yeah. I've seen that right. so I know. many I would times. Never or, that, yeah. I'll t- I've got yeah. customers, and I, we all have repeat customers, people that we recognize from shows. And, you know, I've got, I've got this one customer in Salt Lake City that they will buy eight glasses from me every single time. Yeah. And doesn't that make you so happy? Like I tell Ryan all the time, like repeat seeing on Etsy, like repeat people. That's so, that makes right. me so happy because that means we did yeah, a good job. Well, and, but one right. of the things that like, I'll tell them, I'll, I'll be like, guys, like you don't need any more. Like stop buying things. <laughs> and, and. <laughs> See, I will never tell anyone that I'm the worst person to shop with because I'm always well, like, and I'm, I'm usually you, you need two pairs. Shoes. I usually yeah, say that I need the shoes too, but but with <laughs> yeah, you can never have too many shoes, right? Maybe but glasses, like with artwork. you know with glassware, <laughs> I, I say you know I know how many you have. You have you know you have thirty of my glasses right now. You don't need any more right now. You can't fit anymore in your cabinets. And like, you know, I, I feel like it's almost like an endearing yeah. quality for some people that they're like, oh my gosh, you know, that's, that's awesome. Or, you know, I'll flat out tell somebody, no, you don't need to grab that one. You know, that one's not as good as this one. And they, you know, they, people, people like I that. Too, yeah. People, you know, it, you might shoot yourself in the foot today. And this is, this is the biggest thing with sales. I feel like, you know, at conventions, you know, we, we want, we want the money right now. We want it right here, right now. Like that's what we want, but you want to build that, that relationship. You want to plant the seed for future sales, because I'm going to tell you when we were down in West Palm, I had people that had bought from me at Florida cons that were stoked that they saw me on that video and they came to the show to buy stuff. Like that's the, that is the thing with sales. Like, and they spent a decent amount of money. Yeah. And I'm only, we're only doing okay right now through the pandemic because We've had so many like awesome people throughout conventions that have gone online on Etsy and have supported us. And it's just, I'm just blown away by how awesome people have been. And um, I think hopefully they know it's because we're genuine, you know, I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to send them something that I don't like myself. And I think with the next, because uh, you know, like we were saying a few minutes ago, that we are going to do a second show of this. I want to, I want to touch more on the social media aspect, you know, and how it how it relates. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we have so how much it relates to talk to about this stuff that. because in times like this, so, that's a whole other. So I'll, we'll, yeah. we'll stay out of that for now, and we'll just. Uh, so um, yeah. As we start to wind down this one, um, I guess Alexa, do you have do you have anything else that uh, you want to? Well, you, you know, we here? one of the things that you know I, I said in the beginning of this is like, and we 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 strayed way off track, so we're gonna have a ton of these things. Um, but right, yeah, we'll have a few. More. Uh, you guys don't know I'm where I live. Anywhere. You know uh, I'm I'm between here and Florida. Um, we like one of the one of the things that 
you have to, and I, I feel like we'll, we'll, we'll kind of dive into, you know, next is identifying your customer, but, um, you know, with everything, it all starts with how you merchandise your booth. And, you know, you have to merchandise your booth based on that customer that you find or that customer that you're targeting. So we will touch on that next, uh, next time, but, you know, keep that in mind. If you're, if you're a new vendor, you know, and you're, you know, you're kind of flailing, you know, figure out who you, who you are and who you're dealing with, because that's a, that's a big deal at the end of the day. Yeah, and and stick to that. <laughs> and don't forget to don't for don't don't be afraid to go a little bit above and beyond. But not know? as not as extra. Be a little Meg. extra, it's okay. <laughs> not as extra as Meg. <laughs> you can never uh, be too extra. Yes, Merry Christmas. All right, so we'll go ahead and call it there. <laughs> Meg, you have anything else you want to add on this one? Um, I'm good. Just just like I said, be um honest and be you know tell something that you would want yourself and and be genuine and and kind and you'll do a good job all right so uh i guess we'll go ahead and end this episode and uh we will be back with we will have Meg back on to continue this continue this type of this sort of topic and uh that'll probably happen next week so uh, for Ryan and Alexa and beautiful Meg, thank you guys for tuning in, and we will uh, see ya. See you guys next time. <laughs>